0: water, earth, fire, air. Welcome to Bending the Elements, a production by the Novice Latest Podcast, with your hosts, Caleb and Isaac. podcast about all things avatar welcome ladies and gentlemen those in between and unaffiliated to bending the elements uh avatar podcast by us the novice leaders myself isaac and my friend over here caleb caleb how are you doing at this moment sir
1: oh you know i'm i'm doing pretty good we're here today talking about book two chapter 18 the earth king
0: Yes, who who wrote this? Who directed this? And uh, well, this the animation was provided by One GM Animation.
1: Mm. Yeah, I'll say this was written by the old John O'Brien. Seen him uh, many times before, and a bud of ours that I feel like we haven't seen in a little while, Ethan Spaulding. So there's those two buds, and I'll I'll get right into this very long again summary. I gotta start cutting these things down. Jeez, um, but we open this episode with the reunited team Avatar taking some time to bask in their victory from the last episode. But that old thinking Saka can't help but get moving on again, and convinces the gang that they're better off heading back to Bossing ba Sei and confronting the Earth King on facing the war, rather than flee from the machinations of the Dai Li. They return to the city, and after plowing through a whole heap of Earth Nation guards, they storm the castle and find the Earth King with Long Fang by his side. In order to gain the trust of the Earth King, the team drop their weapons and are captured. But before the Dai Li can take them away, the Earth King is impressed to discover that the Avatar has come to speak to him, and chooses to hear him out. Aang tells him about Long Feng's shady tactics in protecting the city, and the ongoing war with the Fire Nation that he's hidden. But Long Feng uses his silver tongue to blind the King against Aang's revelations. But luckily, the gang are able to use the bite mark that Appa left on Long Feng's leg during the last episode, to prove that the old Master Long Tails isn't fully trustworthy. They use this leverage to take the Earth King to various sites that might prove their cause true, and their case is finally won at the Outer Wall, when they show him the evidence of the Fire Nation drill left behind by Azula. Long Feng is ordered to be arrested and tried for his crimes. And now that the Earth King can truly confront the war, the gang tell him of all they've learned along their journey. They lay out a plan of action, and the King agrees to lend his support. on top of those wins, a guard loyal to the King discovers several messages for the group that Long Feng had hidden including a note that Guru Patik had tied to one of Appa's horns, as well as news of the location of Sok and Katara's father, and that Toph's mother is waiting to meet her in the city. But over on the B-plot side of the episode for a change, Iro and Zuko return home following the events of Lake Glaugai, and Zuko has immediately fallen ill. A fever has overtaken him, and while externally, Iroh does his best to try to nurse Zuko back to health, internally, Zuko faces another type of battle. According to Iroh, Zuko's actions in saving Appa has caused an internal conflict within Zuko's self-image, and that the outcome of this inner battle will decide who he'll be going forward. And we'll pick up on more of that plot in the final two-parter of Book 2. But back with the gang, it's decided that in order to meet the import of each of their messages, the group will have to split up. The Airbender Brigade will head to the Eastern Air Temple, dropping off Sokka to meet his dad along the way. While on the other hand, Katara will stay to help the Earth King plan their attack, and Toph will visit with her mother. But as Toph arrives at the meeting place, it turns out that it's not Miss Beifong waiting for, her, but those two jerk brains back again, Master Yu and Xinfu. And even worse still, the Kyoshi warriors arrive to offer aid to the Earth King. But it's actually the Azula Attack Squad in disguise. Disaster struck. Is Toph's time finally up? Will the Earth King be an unwilling prawn in the Earth Nation's diabolical skillet? Can our heroes return in time to halt this ruinous twist? Hope for a miracle and stay glued to your seat until two weeks from now. Same avatar time, same avatar channel. But before then, let's talk about this avatar time as we jump into the Earth King.
0: Yeah. Episode 18. Legally, legally, physical, digital. uh, Timestamp zero. Start. Oh, first time I've ever said start.
1: (laughs) Go. (laughs) Let it. uh, uh, What's a Star Trek quote?
0: Begin um. engage.
1: <laughs> engage, there you go. You mean what they or like make it so. home,
0: They make <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um you mean what the the quote that everybody knows or the only thing that Jean Luc Picard is known for uh it in, in uh in, in Star Trek Picard, where he just is like make uh, yeah, engage.
1: And his voice like cracks when he says it engage. <laughs> oh I, I shouldn't make fun or of him. Like, son?
0: <laughs> yeah, he's a, You know, he's an old man, you know, trying to get... Okay, this is not Avatar. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of surprised that Patrick Stewart was never on Avatar. Given that, you know, it was a bunch of, like, LA voice cast, save for, you know, Aang. But, like, kind of weird. Not not, in a long way, just like...
1: It's surprising, yeah.
0: So we start off uh, on an island.
1: Yeah, what is this, book one? (laughs)
0: Uh, Okay, it's going to take me a while to get that (coughs) reference. Whoops.
1: Oh just cuz uh we used to always catch up with them just kind of relaxing in that first season.
0: Oh yeah, that's true.
1: They'd be like swimming by like a body of water or now we get Aang hugging on Appa, being like I missed you so much, buddy.
0: Oh so. yeah, and he's and Opa's and given him like head headbutts as well, which is so adorable. Yeah. And even Momo's joining in. Oh, it's just a happy, airbending family.
1: Yeah but someone's not happy. It's that old uh, that old Sokka. He's always complaining. He's always wanting to keep pressing the attack on that Earth King. He's obsessed with this thing, you know? Stopping this war.
0: Yeah, he's been obsessed with this for a while. What's it's going on? Just like, hey, guys, so I read the script, and we're supposed to go back to see the Earth King.
1: <laughs> I don't get why he thinks there's some sort of timeline that we need to worry about. I mean, it's just crazy.
0: Uh-huh, yes. No, there's, there's time involved here. <laughs> of course there is. <laughs> there's a freaking... Or there's, there's a freaking meteor that's sorry comet that's gonna skid past the earth's atmosphere and give firebenders uh nuclear power and they'll be they'll be nuclear man
1: <laughs> oh no oh geez not him again always oh, it's kind of funny that Sokka is like the only one who's like are you guys not seeing how serious this is like come on and they're always like no Sokka, we gotta take some time and relax you know
0: <laughs> you mean like what you guys were doing beforehand hey what was the what was the tales of bossing say about
1: that's true. What was he doing hanging out in that poetry reading? He should have been hanging out in the.
0: Yeah, hang on a second. Yeah. Why weren't you like having plans or colluding to like somehow sneak into the Earth King's chambers and like give him the info? Like what was stopping? Yeah. Oh, wait. I guess technically because fang and the Daily had Appa. So that was their uh, leverage <laughs> there. There you go. Mm. Or a bargaining chip or whatever it was.
1: Yeah. Now they got Appa. Yeah. All bets are off. And. Yeah, did you want to talk about some some of this scene here, or should we just jump past a little bit?
0: Oh, uh, you know, it's just try, like Katara and Toph making an argument of like, I don't, I want to get out of here. Like, this is we we've wasted, yeah. we spent too much time here. Like, let's just leave. Uh, and then Sokka's like, No, we should just go. To, we should just go and uh, see the Earth King and and be like, Yeah, it's, it's... now that yeah, we like you said, we have Oppa back. Like, we can just go see him. Like, okay. <laughs> Oh, and there's another obligatory toff. What, one, maybe once per episode or so. Uh, blind joke.
1: Yeah, Ben she called uh, Katara sweetness. I was like, oh, that's quite the uh, the nickname for. Her.
0: I thought she was sugar queen.
1: Well, that's any anything to do with uh, some sort of like tasty confection confectionery. <laughs> she, uh, she just calls her toothpaste. <laughs> donut. Is that confectionery? I don't know. <laughs> donut uh, glaze.
0: Yeah, you could say that. Uh, oh, uh, I'm, I'm more of an apple fritter myself, but I <laughs> also like long johns.
1: Oh, well, but either way, they eventually Sokka manages to convince them that no, the, the best <laughs> course of action is going to meet up with the Earth King. And so we see them storming back. And I do like that they comment on the, the fact that Saddle's gone. They're just kind of hanging onto his hair and t- uh, toff's all freaked out. I thought that was fun.
0: Well, again, she has a thing with flying. Oh, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. I, I just love um, what's her name? I like when Toph uh, when is just like, hey, let's go you know, the Earth King. She's just like, wait a minute, did Longfang brainwash you? You're an imposter.
2: Yeah, I thought
1: that was weird, but I was like was she joking or what's going on there?
0: Oh, man, I'm just going to say like at it's kind of like, you know, around the like, three minute mark, 03, uh, like 07 when we see, yeah, like right when you were saying uh, the gang was on oppa saddle saddle us back and you know Toph is commenting how she doesn't like it man the colors are nice especially since it's dusk I, oh yeah the colors on everybody is is grand like the colors turned out really well in the scene
1: yeah no i agree yeah yeah and they stay nice through the flying scene too unless you were just talking about the flying scene
0: <laughs> uh i think yeah mostly the flying flying scene
1: okay sure <laughs>
0: i mean i guess this It's you know it's yeah whatever you know filter they're using when it comes to this like simulating dusk does seem really cool i'd say yeah
1: yeah, you and know, i like that they assume like oh now that we've kind of we almost beat the guys or the beat the daily in the last episode they're not going to be anything to worry about so we'll just fly right up to the, the castle and wander in like, like what were they thinking
0: <laughs> well okay one could say they're kids still uh, that's fair so that's fair they are taking things for granted potentially um yeah no i can give it that and they're just like but well, that is a kid, th- kid thing to do right it's just like oh let's just go tell the let's let's just go straight to the authorities right yeah. like you know they're not corrupt
1: they're not gonna capture us and imprison us you yeah.
0: know no nothing there's no consequences to our actions right the fact that we just you know tell them outright like hey this that that and this and yeah no we're fine right
2: yeah, but
1: I do like to see the uh, the ways they could put up an aerial assault from the, the Earth Nation there. Yes, I think that's kind of fun.
0: A contrast to what uh, both, I guess, the Water Tribe was doing and what the Fire Nation tends to do. Um, at least with the Water Tribe, I'm surprised I didn't see too many like iceberg get, or like ice clumps be launched.
1: Yeah, that's no, that's fair. Yeah.
0: Uh none, none of that matters though, but yeah, surface to air rocks. That was kinda funny one. Yeah. Funny about it. But, um so yeah, we yeah, have yeah, action scene.
1: Yeah, quite an extended kind of action opener. And I guess this is kind of the prelude to the big uh, final two parter. So again, a little bit more epic, but I do I do think this big fight scene is, is quite well done. As they're uh, storming the castle. So
0: Say it right now. So I listened to the commentary of this and John O'Brien was saying how the this is usually they'd have the fight scene set at the very end of the episode, but this time it's actually happening in the beginning of the episode. hmm And that's pretty much true. They don't really yeah, they they do all the action now and they you know, it's mostly just talking uh much like or for the rest of the episode. Spoilers. <laughs> Not really. Yeah. Um but I'm just gonna say it now. Like this three-parter is like this is just Empire Strikes Back. The next three episodes is just Empire Strikes Back.
1: Well, uh, that's uh, that's an interesting assertion. Yeah, I'm very. Uh...
0: And you'll, you'll, yeah, you'll, yeah, you'll, you'll see exactly what I mean. But like, tell me if I'm somewhat wrong, other than the fact that this battle turns out a lot differently than the Battle of Hoth.
1: Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm trying to remember what happened in those those two episodes. i I have some vague memories. But no, I'm excited. I'm definitely excited to get to that finale. But
0: So, uh, just, yeah, anything else in the action of this? Because you know I'm going to go into it.
1: No, no, I'm just leaving it all for you. I'll just comment on what you say. Because
0: Okay, fair enough. Uh, so, this was an interesting discussion that I think Martino was having with Brian, and I think it was Joaquin Dos Santos, uh, one of the lead storyboard artists, uh, who I found out is a uh who uh, does Brazilian jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu. So uh DeSantos, if you're listening to this, um I assume you're still based in LA. I challenge you on the mats.
1: <laughs> there you go. Mm. We'll
0: we'll do gi, and then we'll do no Gi because I practice no Gi. So but anyway. Um <laughs> it's neither here nor there. So what the trio was saying was that you know we, we always want to like get the show the kids, you know least training and 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 keeping their skills maintained um whether it comes to bending or natural skills that they they have like you know fighting uh or or fist fighting or whatever it is and they said that by this point in the story all the all the earth's kingdom guards are basically cannon fodder yeah pretty much like, that, that's literally all it is. It's just, like, by this point in the story, they're there. And I'm like, I could see that, but I also just, I don't know if it lines up when it comes to, I mean, maybe not with Toph or Aang, but, like, I don't know. I just, I don't know if, it, if, if all the math and the time and experience work out to that, but what do I know? I mean, it's, you know, four versus many. So these guys are, okay, they're demonstrating how, to the audience that if this this is the these are the like elite earthbending soldiers you know who've been handpicked by Longfang or whatever to like guard the earth or the, the emperor or the earth king excuse me wouldn't uh, you think that they'd like show more of a fight against four kids which again shows how incredibly skilled the kids are but even still I'm just like I, I don't know like, I'm like, trust me, I, I love overpowered fights most of the time, but I'm just like at the same time, they're putting down the fact that they could have just done this initially. But then again, they didn't have Opa, So that's why they didn't do it. So they're doing it now.
1: Yeah. And I, I don't I, I kind of chalked it up to there was such a kind of nonchalance to this, this palace because they're like, oh, we haven't had any conflict in years. Everything's fine here. Earth King's so out to of touch. I started to wonder if maybe like his his royal guard had also become so uh what's the word fallen into like decline in terms of them being able to put up any sort of fight. So I thought maybe that was like an easy ex- excuse for it, but yeah, I know it is it is maybe more questionable.
0: <laughs> I wonder if any of like the characters themselves knew any of these soldiers from like like you know the those remember when Katara was treating to the wounded? What if she's like, you know, come around and start whacking these guys around. It's like, um, <laughs> wait a second. I'm surprised Aang's not saying this because he's the monk, but <laughs> I always used to say that early on, but like, you know, he's like, he's very determined right now, but I like the fact that Katara and then Sokka is like, sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I did think that was funny. Yeah.
0: That was a nice little touch.
1: Yeah. Sokka was like, we're on your side, you know, <laughs> like we don't want to do this.
0: Uh, but anyway, so at, at like, o uh, five thirteen, they get to the palace uh, stairs. And uh, then Toph does that awesome move where she just all of a sudden, like, causes the p- stairs to form into a slide. Uh, which is really cool. And then they do, then they have a little Akira moment. Except in reverse. Toph and Aang create a platform that ascends the... S- the, the slide at an angle. And if you remember in Acura, the place to get to Acura has that um elevator. So I'm like, it's Acura but in reverse. Uh because instead of going up, it's going down. Or sorry, instead of going down it's going up.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Uh,
0: And then a cool that's little a cool little feature is that uh what is it? I think it was either Konitsko or uh, Michael or Dante martino said that you could see the back of and it with Appa. You can barely see it, but you could see his tail flapping up and down to you know help, like as like to be a motor almost. Mm. To give it some more. Fear. Anyways, um, yeah, they fight, they fight, they fight, they fight. They like demonstrate a lot of like. I think the fight is very creative. You can see everything once they get inside the palace. That's where their colors change a bit. Um, whatever, but yeah, these yeah, I can almost feel like Toph is. You know, going ham on these guys for maybe a reason.
2: <laughs>
1: she, she's choked to them as being earthbenders yeah. and betraying.
0: Maybe that, or like, just let's break some rules because she doesn't like
1: bossing. <laughs> I guess she did say it's her least favorite city ever.
0: Yeah, so. worst city ever. Uh, I love the gig where Sokka's going, uh, checking, like, where's the earth king? I don't know, I'll just check rooms. And as he's doing that, like, in the background, there's chaos.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's pretty much right after that, when we we cut over to our uh, other two buds the old iron and Zuko and, and Iro still, he's still pr- feeling pretty high about uh, the good that they've done. He's feeling pretty good about it and proud of his nephew, but Zuko is not immediately. He's not looking so good and he, he falls ill pretty quickly and I'll be, I'm definitely excited to talk about this plot, even though it didn't factor into my uh, summary almost at all. <laughs> I have, I definitely have a lot to say about this stuff.
0: What I like about it, uh, you know, initially is that there's a lot more going on that you can read uh, which is great mm-hmm. so well yeah, well yeah we just set that up for now and we'll, we'll get to it more uh, yeah. later for now we return to the palace and we find Sokka finds the uh, the big doors and does the uh, last little, little gag there of him doing like a flying karate kick and landing on the door and I don't know how he broke his foot but he, uh, then Eng and Toff, uh, they uh, open the door for him. <laughs> Blast the door open, sorry. And uh, yeah, we get a little uh, interesting thing, a nice little juxtaposition almost, or at least a comparison I'd like to kind of point out. So, kind of like 0701 or like 0658, uh, we see, we get inside the palace, like the royal chamber itself. Boy, is this very similarly laid out to the earth uh fire nation throne
1: no i can see some of that yeah
0: in fact we may actually see that shortly but anyways um
1: yeah and i uh i like how how different it looks in here it has a very elegant look i love the gigantic like creepy looking almost eye right behind the the throne it's like the throne sees all which is a kind of an irony considering how blinded he's been by uh the Li or long fang
0: yeah, there's the badger mole, which also is blind, and then, um, and yeah, there's that like symbol there, whatever that means. But I just I love how it's all green. Everything's uh, fluorescent green here, or maybe yeah. fluorescent green, but like all this this green phosphorus crystal. It's really cool. But they've we've seen around like it was in, um, uh, long things chambers with the fire there or whatever it was. It, I like the idea. Of course, is that you know, they don't want to burn fire or else we, well, they're, they're burning fire <laughs> and that's a fuel source for the fire, the, the firebenders. So yeah, I think it's, I, I just, I just like that. and it's, it's nice, very nicely designed, even though it's similar yeah. to the fire nation.
1: Oh, but then we see the, the King on his throne and he's of course, by his side is that old sneaky, a uh, long fang. He's never, uh, I guess he gets anywhere. I mean, <laughs> anywhere he needs to be, he's there. This guy, he's, uh, Got to he bends the the locations to as well teleports, yeah. The Earth King, he's he's pretty choked. He's like, "How dare you invade my palace?" And of course, Long Fang's right there to be like, "Yeah, these guys are criminals." So, not a great introduction to the Earth King here for them.
0: Oh, even better is like, you know, you have to trust us. We're your allies. And then he just is like, "Uh huh, you are." As you yeah. attacked all my guards, destroyed my doors. And now you're saying to trust you with all your weapons ready. Uh Uh-huh. So even though he may seem a little simple minded, he does have a point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I like about the, this episode with the earth King is the last time we saw him, he did seem like a bit of adult. He did seem like kind of a spoiled, uh, someone who maybe shouldn't be in his position. He just kind of earned it without, I guess, nepotism is what I should say. (laughs) It's a nepotism king. What do you mean? uh just just someone who uh like it it seems like like a dullard if it if you want to use that word and he's just there because of you know maybe his lineage or something
0: um i oh wait the the earth king
1: yeah didn't we see him with the, when we saw the bear when that earth king party
0: oh we only saw him in that uh what was it called in that in that move. uh what, 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 what do they call those things but in that throne that the guards were holding up in place. Like, yeah. we just saw him back, and that was it. Like, we never well, saw him.
1: The fact that he's throwing his, that, like, ridiculous party just to celebrate his new bear friend. Like, they they portrayed him as if he was kind of dumb, I thought, just in that, oh. that episode. Even though we didn't oh. get to really get a viewpoint of him, but...
0: Fair enough. I was, Okay, that's somewhat projection, but I guess you have a point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's... He's the king in the middle of this this war and he's he's so disconnected from it. He's thrown parties for his, his bear acquisition. I mean,
0: that was probably the sign that was the first sign of like that something's off.
1: He, he even has his bear here in the throne next to him at the throne. It's like his advisor. <laughs> well, the other advisor, I guess. <laughs> I know it's not his advisor, but <laughs> uh, well, but maybe his projection. I just I got the sense in that episode that they're portraying him as an incompetent king.
0: Well, fair enough. You did say speaker piece, and I project all the time, so it would be very hypocritical <laughs> if I didn't say that, if I didn't let you speak.
1: And I guess, to be fair, he has been an incompetent king, even though it's not necessarily his fault. His advisors have just uh, fooled him into being incompetent.
0: Unfortunately, yes, no. There was a point that DiMartino made where, um, apparently in China's past, uh, so, some emperors were similar to this, where they, or oh, there was something else, but yeah, they basically were born uh inside the palace and never ventured outside and got other opinions and saw things a little differently so you are correct in that sense
1: yeah a lot of bad emperors in the old uh yeah (laughs) but let's not get into that today let's uh we see that ang wants to make a good impression and yeah like you said the king's like how dare you come in here with your weapons how am i supposed to trust you I you know, like that Aang even looks embarrassed, like he gets kind of red cheeked. He's like, "Oh yeah, well, we'll we'll drop our weapons, sure." I thought that was kind of cute. Like maybe he didn't even think about that.
0: <laughs> of course, he's just like, "Huh, I failed the diplomacy."
1: Yeah, it's like, "Ah, oh, you got a good point." But even though they they try to do a good faith symbol by dropping their weapons, immediately the Dai Li lock them up with their little uh little handcuffs, as it were. Oh, but I do like this exchange when it's yeah them trying to appeal to the Earth King, his reason. But at the same time, Long kind of he kind of reminds me of um, uh, a Wormtongue, Worm Tongue, where he's just always there with his opinion too, to interject. Can't let the King cure them out full. He's got to cut them off at the pass. And I did like um, when Aang waves to the King, and it, he's like, I guess the cuffs didn't actually work on him. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> so. Your, your first statement of the
0: comparison, perfect analogy of that. Nice Lord of the Rings reference there, sir. <laughs> but it is really only the fact that once longfang mentions that Avatar, or that Aang is the Avatar, <laughs> mistakens Sokka for the Avatar, funny enough. And then Bosco also takes a liking to uh, <laughs> Aang, given that he remembers that he was the highest Patreon, as you mentioned. Um in a bossing city or city of walls and see Excuse me.
1: I did like the boss going inclusion. Yeah. That he, uh, yeah, his, his service as a, as a, what's it called? I, I just said it a few moments ago, uh, advisor as an advisor to the King. Yeah. The King's like, Hmm, he seems to trust you. I, I'll take your, I'll take your word then if, if, if he trusts you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and again, flashback to, uh, avatar or avatar day when, <laughs> ang's in the stockade and he can easily get out of it and that's the same thing like you mentioned with the handcuffs where he just earth bends the handcuffs away that's very nice visual gag right there
1: yeah that's kind of fun with ang he's kind of a slippery slippery kind of character and you know you think you got an advantage over him but you, you don't really he's just kind of letting you have that advantage i think that's
0: fun oh yeah no it's, it's, it's certainly quite quite so um yeah kind of hold, very much holding back that is uh, I guess in his monk ways of like, yeah, uh, just yeah, I, I kind of like that. I, I certainly empathize and see his point of view.
1: Yeah, but will the Earth King see his point of view because uh, yeah, after Bosco gives him the okay, the Earth King listens to his his speech and the speech paints a pretty ugly picture. It, it shows that uh, the king's closest advisor, Long Fang is a betrayer, brainwashing people. Hiding this this massive war, and basically kind of taking over the city in his way. And the old the old uh, Master Silver Tongue is like, "No, King, these these guys here, uh, they, they no, there's no such thing as this bice that they're saying is missing. I've never seen it." And uh, uh, whatever he says, <laughs> and I, I like that moment. I, I like the King letting both parties have their moment and kind of having a more serious air to him than than what I would have expected from the last. Episode last time we saw him yeah
0: of course i i agree with that uh but yes as you said like mr worm tongue himself is very much trying to you know s- spread lies and deceit and you know make the earth king see things his way and in fact it actually works and so yeah, they're taken away he's like no more questions or no more statements until Sokka's like aha but uh, just one more thing
1: yeah, he pulls out a, like a hard-boiled egg out of his pocket and a cigar. and says just one more thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure most of the Avatar audience is not going to get that that reference.
0: <laughs> Didn't know about the hard-boiled egg. I always, I was just like, really? Like, are we? Did he? Did he still have like? Does he still have the shell on it?
1: Most of the time, it still has the shell, but sometimes they play it like it doesn't, just to play of how gross Columbo is. He'll just like pull it pull it out of his pocket, start cracking it on. Like he'll be in someone's house. They'll start cracking on their, like, banister or something, and they'll look at him like, what the what? He's got this little brown paper bag, too, that he'll dump the, the... yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, well, that's at least nice. At least he's not spreading shells everywhere on the floor, but all part of his ruse.
1: I did like the the kind of more comedic tone to this. And when Sokka's explaining, like, oh, uh, you know, I, we've got proof, we got proof. Uh, he was bitten by the bison on his leg, and, you know, let's, let's, let's show that leg. And then Long Feng gets kind of awkward, and he's like, oh, uh, I'm not going to show my legs. Like This is ridiculous. Uh, I don't want to expose myself here. And then Sokka and Aang kind of have that funny exchange there. I, I thought that the tone in this one was w- worked for it, even though it does feel like for an episode that's sp- supposed to be a bit more serious at the end of the season, maybe the comedic tone doesn't necessarily uh, blend with the import. But but I thought it- I thought for, some- for whatever reason it worked.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised too. I'm with you on that of like, wow, this is a very serious scene. I don't know if, you know, if it, this is just straight up for kids or if this is for adults, if they would play this, the humor like this, or at least it would be a lot more, a little bit more grim if it was human or if it was a- adults. But I think it was pretty funny given, you know, how much weighted this conversation is between all these parties.
1: Yeah, and I, I wanted to comment uh, just looking at the way their, the eyes work on Aang and Katara and Sokka. Did you think they looked a little bit different this episode as well?
0: Are you gonna say they looked a little more anime?
1: Yeah, a tiny bit more anime again. It doesn't look the same as when DR movie does it, but
0: Interesting.
1: They do have a little bit more of an anime tint to them.
0: Well, I'll 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 hold that thought for a second. Don't worry, I'm not gonna leave until later. Sure. But like I will say uh Aang then is just like Aang, the the look Aang and uh Sokka give to each other at Oh, 0935 they're like let's sh- show me some leg <laughs> yeah and Eng, like inhales and lets out a exhaust a whole bunch of air right at Longfang and uh, uh, what is it uh, Longfang being the original Marilyn Monroe, Monroe excuse me uh, we look to his leg that's still intact somehow and he also has a new shoe or at least a replacement shoe and we see a mark
1: yeah it kind of looks like maybe uh like he was a fan of bioshock and got the tattoo uh that's usually on our lead character's uh wrist and he got on his leg instead it kind of looks like that
0: huh interesting (laughs) did they do that in did they do that in two because they technically have that in infinite right with that one mark on the guy's wrist
1: uh, not the same, but yeah, there, I believe there is something there. Yeah. Like similar. And then, but no, I don't think they do it in Bioshock too, because, uh, well, well, for reasons, but
0: <laughs> for reasons, of course. Um, but anyways, just like off bites him and, uh, long thing's just like, Oh, that's a birthmark buddy. It's like, Hey, we can prove it though. So hi guys. I'm here, even though he was technically here in the whole time. um, mm-hmm at 0956 oh i'm looking at it pointing two teeth here to mark there at 0958
1: yeah giant smile ang just slides right up like bing look here's the teeth and earth king's <laughs> like well that solves it yeah
0: oh my goodness wait a minute even better um
1: <laughs> oh he slides right out oh my goodness
0: <laughs> slides right there as well but then Looking at oh golly, looking at ten oh two, look at Long face.
1: Oh yeah, the eyebrow raised, the grumpy look, like
0: uh <laughs> his mouth open like eh.
1: I've been exposed. <laughs> Doubly. Yes. Expose my, my sensitive ankles and my, my sensitive plot.
0: Yep. And so there <laughs> everything just is like, what? Well, pretty much proves it. I'm like Did you did you check if it was makeup at all? I don't know why he would go with that, but even still, like, did you check if it was like legit, like, all right, let's be real here. He would have to, like, feel the grooves on Longfang's leg to determine, like, because there has to be, like, at least a, what is it, like, a mark, if it's a bite mark, there would have to be, like, a depression inside the bone itself and the muscle itself. Uh, and Then he would have to feel inside of Appa's teeth to be like, okay, no, that makes sense, but whatever. Um, and so he's like alright well, I guess this just proves that Appa bit him so he's seen long thing has seen in a, a Sky Bison before <laughs> and there was much rejoice. And he's like this still doesn't prove your conspiracy theory Oh, <laughs> audible groan from the, the group yeah. <laughs> and there's he's like but I guess I could just uh also look into this this, this does raise a point to look into this matter Uh audible sure uh, okay uh, yeah, I'll, we'll take it <laughs> Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> and Long Feng and his Dai Li just kind of skulk off, like, okay, we'll go plan. See what we can do about this.
0: Yeah, we gotta, like, figure out a saving grace here. Or we gotta figure out a way to, like, spin this better for us.
1: Yeah. Oh, but before we continue that plot, then we gotta cut back to our, our old sickly pal. Our old, uh, diseased Zuko. <laughs> well, maybe not diseased. <laughs> Whoa,
0: okay there, bud. What's what's going on here? What are you, what are you, what are you trying to say?
1: Under the weather, <laughs> Zuko.
0: He's got either athlete's foot or he's got gangrene.
1: Oh, I think it's scurvy. I'm pretty sure it's scurvy. Oh no. Oh, but it definitely whatever disease he has it definitely makes him more clumsy and grumpy. Because he's uh, he's he's looking for water. He's waking up. He's just throwing stuff around. He's like, this ladle is not giving me enough water. Let me just throw this ladle. Let me pick up this bucket. Ah, I've finished all the water in this bucket. Let me just throw this bucket away. Uncle i was just sitting there just like oh man like this guy <laughs> making all this mess that i gotta clean up later
0: i gotta say empathize in fact this is kind of me sometimes when i also have like a fever or a cold i'm in bed uh especially at 10 36 man i don't know if they do like a great job after the fact but like man zuko has lost a lot of weight mm-hmm. and i certainly know how that feels uh when you uh, haven't been either working out or if you're not new uh eating properly as well i know i know both of those things so i i get it like that that is like basically me there especially <laughs> like i said when i'm in bed and i'm just all of a sudden get like thirsty um like compulsive need to drink a lot of water like man i'm just there grabbing my like big old jug of water and just gulping down
1: yeah and then do you throw it across the room when you're done
0: uh, no, I just put it back down on the ground, unless it falls. But that's you know, usually I just like place it back down gently, even if I am in a, in a, in a stupor.
1: Yeah, but unfortunately, that's kind of the end of that scene too. We are cutting very very brief little glimpses of Zuko in this episode as we cut back to the Earth King, and and he he's really he's really you know he's really testing this uh, really testing this theory that they have. He's really listening to them, and he's even for the first time in his life exploring the outskirts of uh, the castle or the uh, whatever it is <laughs> the palace the palace there you go and he's taking public transit
0: he's the first ever king to take public transit in fact he is this is why he should reelect him wait that's not that's not how this works but even still it's like <laughs> see even politicians take public transit
1: yeah but he seems like he seems like he's pretty bored with it he's like ah oh, this is what it is this is what you people have to ride every day you disgusting peasants. I was very really surprised when they put that line in there I was like wow that's that seems tasteless
0: uh, sure
1: or maybe I was watching something else I don't know <laughs>
0: you probably were watching something else but anyway here's where uh, DiMartino was talking about how uh, mentioning that some of the uh, Chinese emperors did not even go outside the palace um, well they yeah they didn't just they, they never did and it's like that's quite interesting that that is the case.
1: Yeah, it sounds like a miscarriage of justice, is what that is. Oof.
0: Wow. Um, and so he's also just like, you know what's cool? Like, even though this is public, I'd like to ride on Oppa. Uh, would be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and we see that, you know, obviously Oppa can't fit inside uh, a <laughs> confined space like a bus or a train, excuse me. And so he's outside with Aang and Momo, Momo excuse me, uh, flying towards the destination, which he asks, where are we going? Lake Guy, Your Highness, to see all of the um, what what, what the 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 alkali alkali lake facility. Excuse me.
1: Yeah, he's uh, yeah, Stryker also doesn't want to be caught up in this plot. He's like, uh, yeah, Long Fang, you take care of this. I'm I'm going on vacation. I don't want to. I don't want any involvement in this this mysterious experimenting uh, to create a weapon X or some sort of brainwashing routine. You, this is all on you, buddy. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, when they get to Lake Loud Guy, it seems like uh, maybe maybe Striker or Long Fang got there first because the entrance to the facility has been hidden. And uh, I don't know. Did, how, how do you feel about this cover up?
0: So first off, it wasn't covered. Um, or it wasn't hidden. It's that they destroyed it. They literally like just flooded the entire like tunnel system under there.
1: Oh, okay. That's. I just thought that they uh, destroyed that entrance, but, but but either way, it's a one avenue of trying to prove their case that's been uh, taken away from them by the Dai Li.
0: Yeah, at least at least a brainwashing plot. So, which I mean, yeah, hopefully they can well. find some <laughs> other stuff of evidence of that elsewhere because you know I mean, which begs the question if they got. People down there who were brainwashed out of there, such as all the Judies, or if they left them all down there. And again, if Longshot and Smellerby and whatever's left of Jet are down there or not. Yeah, that that does raise a question.
1: That's kind of why I assumed that it wasn't like they didn't destroy the full facility; they just hit it better. Because I was like, ah, oh, they, they got a lot of people down there. Where are they going to move them in such a short amount of time? But yeah, maybe they just killed them. <laughs> I mean, it's a dilation.
0: Jeez! Oh, now, now we're saying a like kill here instead of whatever. What? Yeah, whatever. Uh, Long longfang did to Jet last episode.
1: <laughs> well, if they're just like, oh, we need to quickly flood the place. Just, just flood it with them all in it. Like, mean, what else would happen to them? But <laughs> yikes!
0: <That's> poor <laughs> Judies.
1: <laughs> but maybe it's too much to speculate. They never. They don't really explain either way. So yeah, of course. Uh, but I do like um. They're like, okay, well, we have one more idea. Let's take you to the city walls, and the king's like, oh, I don't want to go to the city walls. You know, no royal has set foot in that filthy part of town. Those those disgusting uh, walls. <laughs> 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 well, why am I putting this on him? <laughs> um, but but they can manage to convince him by offering up taking a flight over there on Appa, and quite quickly he uh yeah agrees to that.
0: Yeah, and he's got a smirk there, just like let's go, and then he goes on. And it's like i made a mistake here yeah
1: and then he uh another another good moment for him is when he says uh like he really hopes that what they're saying isn't true but he's got this look like he's starting to doubt like he's starting to think like "Hmm, these these kids like why would they lie to me type of thing
0: yeah no i mean other than coming in an ostentatious manner uh Hmm. on the attack um they do seem to at least like. Take this for what you can. Take this is a great assault. Like every, every lie comes from something of like a truth. Like it has to come from somewhere or maybe not. I don't
1: know. <laughs> no, no, Yeah. No, okay. Fair <laughs> enough.
0: So, but yeah, I don't know. It, it is the first time. So his worldview, you know, he's been sheltered basically this entire time throughout this war from his birth. I don't know if his father or whoever his previous uh, line was, also, fed the you know stuck inside this box, but yeah, I can, yeah I kind of like the uh, interaction he has with Toph. Um, yeah, just like you know <laughs> where they share their their affinity for not liking flying. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that was a nice little moment between the two of them.
1: Yeah, but before we cut to uh, them visiting the city walls, first we have to jump back over to to old sickly Zuko, and I, I think this is one of the coolest parts of the episode. As uh, Uncle Iroh pats down his forehead, and we, we cut into his dream. In his dream, he's, he's the Fire Lord Zuko, and he's got these two sort of, kind of like how, you know, in, in some cartoons they have like angels on their shoulders. He's got that, except through these two big dragons circling around his throne. And I, I think the images of that is just beautiful, and what they do with it is really cool with the other uh, two opposing voices.
0: I believe the term you're referring to is
1: muses muses C- could be, I, th-
0: could be. I, I think that's what it is what they were always called in greek mythology i, I could be wrong but uh one, one can so yeah we have yeah zuko is the fire lord and well he's looking a little more whole here like not just that mm-hmm. he's you know b- you know he's beefed up from i guess like you know he's not sick anymore but uh something's wrong with his face
1: yeah perhaps in his uh, his inner mind he sees himself as a, a complete man as it were or a, com- uh-huh. a completed version of himself, one who oh, didn't yeah. suffer the, uh, the brutality of his father. Yes. And, you know, before him is a bunch of Fire Nation
0: sh- soldiers. And then, like you said, there's these two dragons, the blue dragon and the red dragon. Um, so the blue dragon obviously could be a symbol for uh, the blue spirit, potentially, uh, where he... Nope. Is his alter no. alter ego potentially i know that's not what the because remember that mask is supposed to be as krenitsko indicated it's supposed to be uh in chinese opera it's supposed to be uh that of a wizard but i'm just using like the blue colors um <laughs> it's uh it represents a blue spirit and so it's his alter ego and not what he is just an alias uh a false person in a way make-believe and this dragon is explaining that he must go to sleep it's getting tired and then the red dragon seems to be a little more concerned and uh, for his for his well-being as especially since Zuko himself says states that I'm not tired and the red dragon is like do not listen to her uh, for she's luring you uh, down a different road and mm-hmm. the blue dragon seems to... I, I guess overpower him <laughs> uh, or at least gets her away. I, I, I don't know because then all of a sudden the dream, well, everything starts to collapse um, from the pillars around him to all the uh, suits of the fire nation soldiers armor. Mm-hmm. Everything is coming down. And then the blue dragon uh, eats him. And we see Ursa. and then the ground also crumples or swallows him whole.
1: Yeah, and I like that uh, when the, after the, the Fire Nation troopers fade away, like becomes the, these isolated images against a big black backdrop. Like when the dragon attacks him, it's in this back black drop, and when the mum shows up. And then when the ground like like wraps around him and pulls him down, I think all those images are really cool. And yeah, I wondered what those those two uh, dragons are meant to symbolize. One of them, the, the red one voiced by Uncle Iroh, kind of being like, oh, you know, come out of this, try to recover. And then the uh, the blue dragon, voiced by the, the same actress as Zula, I believe, is like, yeah, I don't know what. It's just telling him to, to sleep and like almost give up, maybe. I wasn't too sure, but.
0: Uh, what's his, uh, De said, I the trio said that it actually was going to be a little more creepy where, um, I wish I could have seen this is, this is anime. Uh, this would be full on anime if this was the case, especially nineties, uh, almost OVA ish, but they're going to have Ursa inside the dragon's mouth. Oh, wow. Um, hmm. yeah. And they're like, no, that's too scary. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> I would have loved to see that would have totally been creepy but like ah, oh, that would have been cool <laughs> like no no like no there wasn't gonna be any gore obviously but even still like that would yeah. have been really cool
1: no it definitely would have been
0: um i were we, we, we missed the scene though where uh <laughs> where uh either all of zuko's guts start spilling out everywhere like spaghetti and then we also in the, uh, and also when like the ground's crum- crumpling beneath him and we he actually looks at his hands and Uh, and his hands also start crumpling and you actually can see the, the, the street itself or the ground itself crumple in the image of a shadow. (laughs) Where was all that? Where we missed that scene. What's going on here?
1: Yeah. And the scene when he falls to the ground and starts picking it up and, and (laughs) Iroh's like, you need to rest Prince Zuko. That's quite the scene there.
0: Yeah. And he holds up his brain. (laughs) He's like,
1: ah, Oh, but, Oh, but we do cut to the, uh, they cut to them flying around the, the outer wall and we see the ruins of the drill. And th- that's kind of the big convincing factor for him. He's like, Oh, wait a minute. Like they, they point out the, the fire nation logo on the drill. And I mean, how do you argue against that? Really? Um, I believe it's a uh, long thing shows up to give a counter like, Oh, I can explain this. Your majesty. Uh, uh, maybe it was some sort of construction thing. Uh, uh, uh cheap goods, cheap fire nation goods. But really, it 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 sounds like a pretty pathetic argument on his part.
0: So, one, hey, Caleb, it's the drill. Justifies that episode. That episode is
1: not filler anymore.
0: <laughs>
1: hey, there you go. There you goes Yeah. Yep. No important piece of the puzzle.
0: Yep. No, they uh they did their homework. The writers did their homework and were like, we're gonna use this drill. So, not only was it a great action episode, like an action set piece episode, had relevance to the plot. <laughs> I don't know if it convinces is it's enough to convince the Earth King though.
1: Oh, really it seems like it's it seems like it's convinced him to some degree.
0: I guess it has, but I'm also like, but what does this prove other than like the Fire Nation is attacking? I guess it's just like this there's, there's a C se- he says the secret war. It's like, unless that's because he's been told that. So I assume he's like, oh, the Fire Nation's attacking us. Why don't you tell me? I don't know if I hate to say it, but I don't know if it would mean that Long Feng gets arrested. He's just like I don't want to see you anymore. Maybe it is. Maybe I'm just not convinced. Yeah. Just like, I feel like there's more stuff than just that.
1: It's the, the two lies. And then the the unconfirmed lie that he can kind of associate as potentially being a third kind of thing against him. First, he so blatantly lied about the, uh, the air bison had that thrown right into his face. And then this one. So it's enough for him to be like, okay, my most trusted advisor very blatantly lied to me about these two things. Maybe these, these younger folks maybe I should be trusting them instead since they've proven to me what they're saying. So
0: yes, put some very, maybe makes him kind of gullible though, like on who he trusts.
1: Oh yeah. He doesn't seem like he's yeah. I mean, I was giving him some nods of respect, but yeah, he doesn't necessarily seem like the brightest (laughs) King around.
0: Yeah. And where he, who he can keep a secret with.
1: Yeah. But we see that, you know, this is enough for the, the earth King to be like, okay, this is like the, like a traitorous act. You've you basically been lying to your king, one of my most trusted advisors, so you're under arrest and we're going to make you stand trial and see what else you've kind of done. Present your evidence. Um, and so, I, I love uh, uh, Long Fang's shocked face and I also love T- Team Avatar's shocked face. <laughs> I think that's just kind of comical, but in a fun way. Uh, and then we see uh, these two Dai Li officers that arrest him and they they pass this little look, this kind of suspicious... Look back, back and forth, and I, I thought that was a nice little bit of setup there for, for later in the episode. And then
0: they reveal under their, up their sleeves, metal handcuffs. Yeah. So like
1: normal ones in real life. No, 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 no. no. These are a little different. These are more cool. Yeah, and I guess for these regular Earthbenders, they can't. Is, is that our first metal benders, Those two, I guess.
0: Oh no, they just like I guess threw them at them. Although I can see you're where you're going with this of like oh it's just a proto version of the tethers in legend of Korra with the republic city metal bending please
1: yeah and i wondered if maybe they they thought that okay we have this these special ones for the to to capture earthbenders you know since earthbenders could get out of those like rock handcuffs
0: well the dialy aren't metal bending or or, are metal bending, and, and are not metal benders because well metal bending hasn't been made yet so I don't know if you were saying like, oh, the metal, the Daryl Randall benders, but like, no, they're not.
1: Well, that's some pretty convenient tech and pretty convenient throws of theirs. Then otherwise,
0: <laughs> I mean, you could chalk it up to like, yeah, like they rolled a nat twenty on their throws and they like got them good with that. But yeah, I know, I know what you mean. It's like unless there was like a launcher inside their wrist or something like that to launch it. Like those were good throws.
1: Yeah, even if it's a launcher, pretty perfect uh, accuracy.
0: <laughs> I know but chalk that up to like being a cartoon and being heightened.
1: That's fair. That's fair. I'll <laughs> oh, either way. They, 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 uh, yeah, place him under arrest and yeah, the gang is all excited about it. There you go. Another victory.
0: Well, ta- Sokka especially. Yeah,
1: and then maybe Appa too. Oppa's like, screw that guy, man. Yeah. Like lock him up and throw away that key. Oh, but what I do like, uh, when they, we, we see the, the gang with the earth King now sat at his throne again, kind of weary about all this. And I like that Bosco's rated his feet and I like that Momo too. He's like, Okay, I'll come and comfort this guy. seems like he's kinda sad. I'll give him some uh, some pats. I thought that was kinda cute.
0: Yeah, no, nice companionship there. And shows how like Bosco's a little bit, you know, open as well. Um, yeah. And and again he can how he can smell like, you know, friends uh, or whatnot. But I like how, you know, he's this, this is, with, with Longfang, the city is made to look like fools, and no, this is paraphrasing, but that makes me the king of fools.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I did like that. Yeah. yeah.
0: I thought that was a good line.
1: And that's kind of what we've been saying this whole time, yeah, about him. So so glad that he's got some self-awareness.
0: Yeah, know, I know. I, I give I kind of, like, give him a hard time, but I'm just like, I think this is pretty, like, you know, fairly reasonable of, of how things play out if this, this you know, person who's been in the cave, their whole lives would react. Um, he's a little bit more understanding, though. I mean, I'm literally talking about um, uh, Plato's cave, um, metaphor. I mean, that that old bit because remember, those the, the the other people inside the cave were violent towards the guy who I don't know if it was violent, maybe that's like other <laughs> versions of it, but like they were they're were very naysayer and they were close minded when uh their their fellow compatriot return from the surface so i i I am a little like surprised that he's not that close-minded but he's very open-minded so that is interesting
1: yeah no and that's a fair more sympathetic reading that you have for him me i'm like ah, you know it 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 makes me choke that these kind of because like we mentioned this is more based on some real folks who are like this and it's pretty sick that those people running countries with Millions of people or thousands of people underneath them who had no agency and that shut-in ignorant uh, person was the one running them. Who Basically, anyone who comes to him and gives a convincing enough argument, he'll just go along with their whims. Doesn't really have much ground to stand on his own. (laughs) Yeah, so I can give him some pointers for, you know, having a more logical mind of, okay, I'll follow where the evidence is. But how many people have been hurt? All those poor Judys, all the brainwashed people. The people living in his his kingdom, under basically a dictatorship of the Dai Li, and that was just all going on right under his nose, and he was throwing bear parties and, yeah, not paying attention. I mean, that's that's not a good good look.
0: Not to mention the fact that there's three rings, uh, you know, like classism, like at at its best, right there, of just showing, yeah so i don't know what he's so your majesty what are you going to do about the fact that you have a lower class and a middle class and a high class like what, what are you going to do with that the fact that like all these refugees are you going to do anything about like the refugees over on where the the, the mm. half moon bay uh with the serpents pass like what are you going to do with that and that that ticket lady that ticket holder over there are you going to like fire her or what are you going to do to her
1: <laughs> you would probably just be like oh oh I'll throw them a welcome party. We'll, we'll, we'll have a big extravaganza. Uh, you're
0: not Pinkie Pie, okay? She's the party planner, okay? One of the best party planners ever, okay? She's the one that does parties, not you. Sheesh. Oh, I would like to see what you would like there. I do gotta ask before you're, you're gonna go, is is, uh, is this kind of reminding you of... This is so, like, maybe when I say simple, I just mean like what I'm about to say. Do you think and like for like maybe like kids of grabs? Do you think this is sort of like Cheney and Bush, albeit mm. a more sympathetic version of Bush?
1: Yeah, there there could be some definite uh, yeah some yeah a simpleton at the top and his his right hand man is yeah just whispering all these evil things into his ears. Except I think Bush was aware of what was going on. He was just maybe wrapped it up in some ignorant glory. This guy's completely out of the picture.
0: Yeah. I that's what I that's why I preference and said like a very simple version, because yeah, yeah. There's a lot more to Bush than like this this Earth King. I mean, I mean there's not that there isn't subtext, but like Bush is well, there's lots of documents on Bush, so like that's that's yeah. why I mean like this is a more simplified version of
1: that. Yeah, it's a fair fair question. Yeah. Again,
0: read not what they intended. Because I never obviously yeah. I don't think they even though you know before the uh the menu the main menu comes in for when you load the disc up it states right there that any opinions that the people commenting have do not reflect the parent company or viacom or whatever <laughs> so and plus i'm pretty sure all the commentators are gonna all of a sudden like oh yeah this is basically just like bush and cheney it's like okay fair
1: enough oh but to uh, to get this thing moving again uh yeah, now we get kind of the the moment that this this whole season's been building up to in some ways, which is Sokka finally getting to lay out. Okay, this is the plan that we figured out. This is all the information we've collected. This is what we need to do in order to confront this this coming war, and how we can uh, kind of do the first strike without the Fire Nation being at their full powers. And I love to see uh, I love to see Sokka being so like he's clearly put a lot of thought to this. He's he knows how to present it. And the Earth King seems quite captured by uh, his words. I I thought that was a really good scene for Sokka.
0: Indeed. I I agree fully. They, you know, Aang and him, mostly Sokka, uh, lay out the whole thing uh, ever since, like, Sokka found out about this in the Great Library. Um, So, you know, he's had some time to think about it, of course, uh, to tell him what he's thinking. So, yeah, finally wrap, not wrap that plot point up, but, you know, finally reveal and finally see it come to fruition. Um, Yeah. I criticize the fact that a call day of black sun. I think it sounds more awesome as day of the black sun.
1: Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> uh,
0: but anyways, ignore that. Um, I, I also do like the reaction the earth King has. He's just like, okay, this is, there, there's a lot I have to take in. Okay. Like I know
2: mm-hmm. it
0: sounds like I'm being very, like there's a lot of affirmative action and instant gratification for a lot of people, but like, you know, there's, fortunately at his level I, even though he's the king like a lot of things need to change and well you have to change a lot of people's minds about that um as easy as it would sound it's not I, I get that the scene I kind of like how he's he feels like weighted not just by the fact that you know he's king of fools and you know how corrupt his system is I hope he realizes that but like now he's got this like information about how you know he can send earth kingdom troopers uh to attack the fire nation yeah it's, i could understand how it's so heavy for him like how how weighted he feels in the situation
1: yeah again i i can appreciate those moments of painting him as a more thoughtful leader and i i appreciate that yeah and, and there's always room for people to change and to to rise up to the call maybe he's been a bad leader up to this point but Now he has his first opportunity to uh, make a big change and, and play a big role in history. So it's nice to see him rising to it. And I also like the gang's celebration. Once he confirms like, I'll you my support. they are all just, it's a very child uh, like moment for them. I think
0: it most certainly is. And you know, I kind of, you you can, you can hear he gives his side of like, I can't just, you know, all of a sudden move all my troops out of Boston. Say we'd be completely vulnerable. And I'm like, you know, you raise a good point. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: That is that is that is nice that like, he said something like that. He's like, no, that is true. Uh, but Sokka, again, yeah, convinces him. It's interesting that like a 14 year old is the thing that convinces him. Um, but still, like you said, he's a very trustworthy person. Yeah. Where he puts his trust is interesting. But no, I mean, yeah, in this case they're objectively right. I'm not denying that. It's just yeah. funny when you like look at it from a distance and like wait a second when you analyze it. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um... But uh yeah, after that brief moment of victory, yeah, potentially another moment of, of uh good good tidings comes as um who's this guy? He said the leader of the five Council of the Five, but I don't think they gave a name.
0: They did General Howe.
1: General Howe, okay. Yeah, he says that they've been uh, they've been doing some searching from Long Fang's office and they discovered a, a box of secrets for a file of each one of these these uh team avatar here.
0: I feel like there's probably a lot more to discover and you know, that'll be happening in the background where they all of a sudden look at everything, uh, that Lung has in the daily have, excuse me. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So some of the personal files, at least in this box, again, I assume there's a lot more, but just for this is just, you know, related to the characters because we have, uh, what is it for Toff? um, whom he gives to Toph, but then Tatar reads it and said uh, that her mother is in the city and would like to talk to her. And she's like, mm. Feng, "Long Feng had the scroll that um, Guru Petik uh, attached to Appa's horns in the previous in, in yeah the previous sorry no, sorry Appa's last days. Pardon me, and gives it to Aang. And then while Sokka and Katara are like, hey, is there something for us? They're like, not not like anything addressed to you. However, there is this letter that is has been informed or is given to us that uh, there's a bunch of water tribe uh, ships that are patrolling the waters out there in Chameleon Bay. And led by uh, Hanuk. It's like, it's dad! It's our dad! Hooray! <laughs> yeah,
1: and I kind of thought that that because uh, we discussed in oppa's last days it was like was that his dad or was that uh um, bato the water tribe but it seems like it was his dad that we saw
0: what what
1: when uh when oppa was uh flying and we saw
0: oh yeah 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 yeah. that was yeah that was
1: yeah um but i do like uh this this setup that they're all gonna yeah. have to split up
0: now this okay so this next scene once again yeah um uncle iroh kind of explains to zuko and the audience what's going on which i think is fine that's totally fine I don't remember if this is Greg Baldwin speaking or if this is Iro. I remember this morning I, I was listening to it and I was like, oh, it's Greg. So that means that I, um, Mako didn't was not able to uh, record these lines either before he was in the hospital or when he passed. Uh, but I, I forget if it was this scene or one of the earlier ones uh, when Zuko was in bed. But yeah, basically uh, is, you know, tending to Zuko, you know, giving him tea and water, I guess at the the right amounts and whatnot. Again, ice cubes, best way to drink water. If like you, you have an upset mm. stomach because least amount of water and you'll like, well, it's, it's, I'm not gonna say enough water, but it's like good amount of water and you can just suck on it and it keeps your mouth kind of, I guess like hydrated. So yeah, some, I think that just works, but, um, but he basically says that the events of the previous episode, when Zuko went looking for Appa, cause he got the pamphlet from Ang, uh, indirectly, of course, uh, when uncle Iroh really asked the piercing penetrating question on like, who are you and what do you want rather than, you know, still be guided by this desire to get his honor and, uh, regain his father's trust back. Um, it's a false goal in a way. It's a false road that he's going down. Mm. It's shattered his worldview and it's basically causing inner turbulence with it from within with inside his body and his mind
1: yeah which i think is a pretty cool idea
0: very much so and they yeah i'm surprised they go into this and one, one can almost say like oh this just seems like filler like once again we have to just give something for zuko to do it's very introspective and i i appreciate that
1: yeah and i think it's it's uh they've been very slowly undergoing a change with him we've seen a lot of inner turmoil kind of weighing what his moral compass is we've seen a lot of that being challenged even him resurrecting his blue spirit uh, alter ego and then dropping it there's been a lot of him just trying to figure out who he is at this point point. and this is kind of the i guess deciding uh factor it's become so so intense for him that he needs to retreat internally and, and fight it out inside his own head i think that's a really cool idea
0: and the fact the fever itself is just a manifestation of this inner tur- tur- turbulence,
1: yeah, making him physically sick just because he's so like spiritually divided. I think that's yeah, I think that works. Interesting piece of trivia
0: here. Uh, John O'Brien, the writer, thought that the whole metamorphosis and turning into a beautiful prince uh, was awkward in writing it and he's like oh, i don't know how this is gonna work and i remember now this isn't the one with greg baldwin in it this or not in but this isn't the line yeah. that he reads this is mako himself and i think mako does a de- de- like great job uh executing that line read i think he did a wonderful job with x it may sound a little hokey but i think the way uh he you know says it with his voice i think i think it works really well
1: yeah, and I I chose to admit that for my because I originally wrote that into my my summary, but I was like, well, I mean, it's a little presumptuous on Iro's part. Like he could come out the other side and be like, okay, I've decided that I'm back to the season one Zuko, except even worse. Now I really want to capture that avatar. But I guess it was Iroh kind of, uh, you know, giving him hope that he'll come to the right des- decision.
0: <laughs> of course, no, that that pretty much was it was what it was. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Uh, but then we get a scene, yeah, yeah, back with the group, and they're just kind of sitting around discussing what their their individual messages were and what they're going to have to do about it
0: inside of Long Fang's chamber. By the way,
1: oh, yeah, they moved in. Yeah,
0: I think that's a little more. Int- that's just interesting. Where like they they're just squatters, uh, uh, Team Avatar, are the ultimate squatters. Um, but they then just funny how like you know last time they were in here, uh, they were kind of like confronted from Lung Feng and like he had control. Now they're like not in control, but they've given control back to like, you know, who should have control.
1: And I love Ang's excitement um, learning about this, this guru uh, in the Eastern Air Temple. It, really, it seems to really excite him and kind of inspire uh, maybe some of some, some reminiscences of his old days working with the monks. I think the a guru isn't quite the same, but it's in a similar enough vein that I think that inspires something in him. So I think that's pretty cool. And again, it makes me really excited to see how that dynamic plays out as we we go into the final two episodes.
0: Yeah, uh, concur. And you know, uh, both others are just well, yeah more like wow, this is yeah we're kind of getting what we want here. Like I get to see my mom again and talk with her yeah. hopefully. And and then Sokka and Katara have to decide you know who to see da- who gets to see dad. Katara brings up the fact that you know at this point they're going to have to split up. Uh, because, you know, so they can go their separate ways uh, to see these, you know, to see where all these all to go in these separate directions.
1: Yeah, and I will say, uh, I did think Toph's kind of excitement about her mom. I don't know, it just felt a little, like it didn't quite feel natural to Toph. Like, I I don't know, I, I would think that she'd be either more suspicious or maybe less quick to assume that her mom has finally accepted her. Like, I don't know. It just, it came off a little bit false to me.
0: I see a little like out of nowhere, uh, out of character.
1: Yeah. Or at least a little too easy. Like she's, she had so many issues with her parents. I would expect her to be like, Oh no, if my mom's come to the city, she's going to try to take me back home. Not immediately assume that her mom was there to accept her, her new ways. And <laughs> I got not know.
0: Yeah, no, I think I know what you mean. Especially if I, pardon me for projecting here or like, you know, going into this cause you can cut this if you want, but when I compared you and Toph to be kind of in similar boats there, um, you think that her being separated for them for at least like two months or whatever it is. Um, I know it's weird just to hear that, but like you would think that that would probably mend the relationship. But again, knowing you and how, you know, you are with your parents, I don't, I don't assume that is how that, 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 that works.
1: Yeah, you know, if there's real, genuine differences, time isn't necessarily going to repair those differences.
0: It may be the opposite, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, that's very true for you know, a lot of folks. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I guess you gotta... You know, so this may have been an out-of-character moment and they forced this upon her. Well, for what happens later. But, like... Yeah, I mean... Had they draw, Sorry, had they dropped lines about or even if they just said, like, the, her parents want to meet her um, just to talk things over, I feel like that's probably, or maybe that's what they said. I prob- We're probably just like going off in a different direction, but I know exactly what you mean. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, but um, I do like that Aang puts up a little bit of argument about the splitting up. He's like, oh, we just finally got the whole gang back together and immediately you want us to separate again. I was like, that feels natural and it makes sense. But the logic's there too. Like, they've got a limited amount of time and they've got all these different. Kind of things that they want to fill in before they fully commit to their uh, planned attack. So they all gonna got to cover a lot of ground.
0: Yeah, I assume they'll just like what is it? They'll they'll go their separate ways initially, and then they'll just stay in Bossing say, for like two months until the you know day of the Black Sun.
1: Yeah, it seems like that's what their plan is, at least right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. That, yeah, that makes sense. So that's pretty much what they're gonna do. So. Um, but as for to go see uh, Hadoka uh, and the other Water Tribe members, uh, Southern Water Tribe men, excuse me, um, I believe Sokka was saying that he would volunteer to stay and Katara go see their father. But Katara is like, no, 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 no. You've wanted to see your dad or you've wanted to see dad for a long time, especially in you know, Batau of the Water Tribe. We, we saw that. Uh, He is very much missing his dad. So you go instead, Sokka. I will get my chance to see him. I think you've waited a lot longer than I have. And he's like, you are the best sister ever. And gives her a kiss on the cheek. And he's like, all right, hang on a second, as the guitar would say. Um, But you are, but but you're right, I am.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I like that little moment there too. I like that she uh, gave that to him. Even though Sokka's more the planning kind of mind, maybe he would have been the better one to stick with the the Earth King. It's probably good for his his, his kind of inner... Uh, I was going to say spirit, but inner mental health or whatever. I'm not sure which term to use. <laughs> uh, to, to see his father and kind of reconnect with him before all this this goes down. So. Yeah, of
0: course. Or whatever goes down. Well, maybe they're still going to be there. Maybe they'll join them for the... Day of the Black Sun, we have no idea, but I, I guess I, fair enough.
1: Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, uh, where, where do we go from there? Uh...
0: Well, so the outside the palace they're all about to leave. They're out to go their separate ways. Um, I think Toph is walking to the you know the location that she was told to go to. Um, Sarah's going to stay with Momo, the Earth King, and then uh, Aang will drop uh, Sokka off with Appa. Um, at the Chameleon Bay. Um, But, but before uh, we, you know, obviously the Earth King wishes them a good journey. Thank you, Your Majesty. Uh, Aang has something to tell Katara as she is uh, stroking Appa on the side. And he's got some rosy cheeks as he's, you know, Mm. very apprehensive about this.
1: Yeah, and it seems like yeah we've seen some other things crescendo, like Sokka's uh, working up this plan and finally getting to lay down the open. Yeah, I think Aang was also thinking maybe it's finally time for him to lay out his feelings for Katara out in the open.
0: Yeah, so you remember that you remember um, the cave of two lovers and uh, what happened when the light went out. <laughs>
1: oh yeah well uh clearly uh ang remembers it very well yeah
0: yeah she's like huh what happened (laughs) um he's like well uh so something about that and then saka comes in like yeah bros before garden tools
1: oh no
0: (laughs) or a garden tool excuse me uh just as they're about to leave um a guard comes in and is like, "Hey, there's three of these uh, these warriors. They say they've been working over in the Half Moon uh-huh. Bay uh, ferry terminal and whatnot. They say they've uh, they're, they're here upon request uh, to see you. They come from a, a Kyoshi Island.
1: Yeah, and of course, uh, Sokka jumps down and right away he's singing their praises. Like, oh, you can totally trust them. Uh, they're some of the best folks I know. You know, you, uh, anything they say goes. You know, follow along them." Full, full bore. Don't ask any questions. He, he makes sure to add.
2: I vouch and for course, them.
1: Yeah, and of course that uh, we'll see how that turns out for them as we nice. uh, yeah yeah
0: yeah. Nice to see Suki again. I don't know what happened after her encounter with Azula and uh, her gang, but uh, we'll, yeah, we'll see what's going on there. But as just as Eng leaves, uh he's about to go on to Appa, Tara gives him a little smooch on the cheek there, and he's like, "Oh yes." But I still <laughs> should tell you, though.
1: Well, by that, are, are we at Zuko? Uh, uh, at
0: other than, like, you know, Toph embracing, like, it's, I'm going to miss you guys. And I was like, we're going to miss each other, too. They hug. And then Sokka's like, I, I ain't doing hugs. And they all hug him in return. And then, yeah, then they all leave. Or, yeah, then they, they part. Or not part. If they're there. And then we see Katsu Zuko waking up. Similarly to how I would after I get, after I come out of a slumber, uh, a fever dream or a slumber, excuse me.
1: Yeah. And we see uncle, he's, he's kind of at peace. He's almost like either resting or meditating or something. And it seems like, yeah, Zuko's finally recovered. He's, he's well enough to get up on his own and go into the washroom and splash his face with some water and kind of refresh after that, that illness has passed. Except then he's, uh, he's undergone a, a, change His uh, his scar seems to have been healed. It's that's some healing water there or something and maybe it was some sort of acid because it took his hair off too and yeah, underneath that hair it's it turns out he had that tattoo on his head too. This is very strange. Whatever's going on here. I don't know.
0: It seems as though Suko has become an airbender.
1: Yeah, do you think Uncle Iroh would like brought in a tattoo artist and when he was asleep and was like this is what he needs to to change. He needs to embrace oh, his new, new brother. Uh. <laughs> new path of saving the right. avatar. Quickly Don't tattoo on tell the
0: me that like some stinking old, like university um, fraternity came in here and like <laughs> shaved off his hair and then put the <laughs> tattoo on there. And was like, "Ha, ah, he's never going to notice this. <laughs> and they also punked him even further by like, you know, putting makeup on the side of his face.
1: Oh, that's like, cool. Oh, <laughs>
0: how could these guys do this? Yeah. What's going on here?
1: Oh, wait, look, oh, wait. it looks like that was actually a dream again. Oops. <laughs> that's what we get for not watching ahead you know we're just we're watching it scene by scene here we're not uh yeah we don't like to spoil ourselves
0: so i love that i think another provocative image and and uncle is still when, when he wakes yeah. up he uncle is still in his position so yeah and what, what, what he was as you described him i think you're, you're gonna appreciate this as well but that moment at like twenty one fifty seven, sticks his two fingers onto his scar side and then closes his
1: eye yeah no i thought that was great yeah i think all this 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 even though there's not much there in terms of actually stuff happening and we we cut to him very sparingly i think all every time we do it's impactful In this this vision of seeing himself as the avatar and he's kind of in some way horrified and then yeah i know i think that's yeah really impactful in its way
0: yeah let's if you don't mind me dissecting just that dream again, I, cause sure. this really does have some symbolism to it. Of course. I, I wonder, I, I am wondering what, what's going on there. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I said an airbending tattoo because I'm just like, maybe he's not the avatar, but obviously, you know, the person that he's been hunting for, for years and most recently for these past few months has an airbending mm-hmm. or an airbending arrow tattoo. So yes, it probably is. Ang but I was also being a little cheeky saying like, aha, but you see, they didn't say it was the avatar.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I took it more as him seeing himself as the avatar. Like this is what he's becoming. Like he's, he's no longer that, that, that kind of impure kind of burned and angry person, but this, this more pure uh, kind of do-gooder avatar, maybe not that literal. I I don't know if they were, it's more subtle than that, but that's kind of my surface reading.
0: Yeah. Like, (laughs) And then when he wakes up, he like notices his scar. It's almost like I'm normal. Um, I am who I am.
1: Yeah, yeah. But the closed eye, it's almost like being being that symbol of the uh, the brutality that's faced him. It's almost like he's like I don't know if the the closed eye was contentment or like, like sadness or it was hard to I'm not trying to read that necessarily, but
0: of course. But it also could be like a sigh of relief of like, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not that. Um but well, I mean, yeah, I mean yeah, I think looking at like I said earlier in the beginning of the episode, like Empire, um why I guess you say that he's become the very thing he hates. Um, which is the opposite in a way.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: um even though Uncle Arrow says nothing about like becoming the like joining the Avatar, he says nothing like or that's not what Uncle Arrow wants. He just wants Suko to live, you know, Better life than what he could have at the Fire Nation, since they can't provide for, they can't give him what he truly wants.
1: Well, and you know he's he's wrapped so much kind of hatred towards the Avatar, even though I think the hatred's more directed at himself and to his father. And the Avatar has always been this this person who's reached out to him and try to be be kind and try to do good as well. The Avatar's always out there being a do gooder, where he's. You know, I mean, even that family that was nice to him and Zuko alone, he robbed them in the end. You know, there's a part of that that's like self-hatred and maybe seeing himself as the Avatar would be like a better thing in a way. But it still like frightens him. So...
0: Yeah, it comes with a shock. And whether the shock is the arrow or the fact that he's, you know, no longer has a scar, that's another thing.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: And of course, I will also state the obvious that it also shows his lineage, that he is in fact, the grandson or the great grandson of Roku.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Didn't think about that aspect at all. Mm.
0: But that's that previous scene. I don't know about that previous dream sequence. I don't know about like this one. Yeah, I, I think there's probably more there that I'm not realizing. But
1: yeah, I'm not sure. I'm I'm excited to see the next how this maybe ties into the next two episodes. If that'll lend some more. Uh lend some more options to the readings but um we should probably continue this one and get this episode <laughs> wrapped up here this is running pretty long of course um but, but we see ang and and sokka flying off together and i do like they're kind of they're kind of reveling a little bit in the the victories that they've had and how things are working out so well and and i, I like that little scene between them there together and yeah Ang thinking about the Thinking about Guitar waiting for it at home, the girls waiting for them.
0: Sheesh, all of these guys have are girls on their mind. What's what's going on here, buds? Yeah. Careful there, Sokka. You're tempting fate by saying, like, everything's, you know, <laughs> everything's gonna work out perfectly when you have a positive more positive attitude. It's like, all right, that's a little too much. I'm like, okay, really you're saying that? <laughs>
1: It's even like, oh, that old Long Fang. He's locked up. Don't have to worry about him ever again. <laughs> he's just a—he's uh, just going to be a pile of dust in that uh, in that cage there. And then we cut right over to Long Fang, and someone's delivering him his his jail time dinner. And we get a little bit of some shades of what's to come, as as the guy tells him who's still loyal to him. And of course, who who else would it be but the old sneaky old Dai Li? So so too bad. We'll, we'll still be seeing him around, annoyingly.
0: Giving him a very fine meal, by the way.
1: Oh, of course. I mean, he's he's rich. Cut over to the next cage, and they're just giving off some slop. Some poor guy. Oh
0: golly, yeah,
1: uh, totally. And Earth King's nodding. Yep, yeah, that's all right. Jeez, <laughs> Earth King, what's going on? <laughs> no, I... uh, but yeah, we'll see what
0: happens there uh, next episode, since that's a setup there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Then we have to cut to our, our another piece of our little puzzle here, Toph. Uh, somehow found her way to the uh, the location. I don't see any guide there to help her. Or I'm going to
0: assume that somebody either helped her or gave her directions of some sort. I know that sounds really stupid of me. <laughs> I don't realize that. But yeah, I'm going to assume that most likely uh, guards probably or maybe Katara or uh Aang and Sokka dropped her off. I don't know. I'm, I'm just going with that.
1: Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully someone. But either way, she finds her way there and she seems maybe a little nervous to see her mom. She's like, Oh no, like how's this going to go? And then she wanders in because the door's not locked. And yeah, it doesn't, uh, how, how does it go for Is Her mom there. Happy to see her or.
0: Well, she comes into an empty room. She's like, oh, what's going on here. She obviously like probably, you know, feels the ground and feels, uses the seismic sense there. And then all of a sudden from the ceiling, again, the similar tactic all the way back in the blind bandit a metal cage just drops on her like a like giant metal claw and whatnot and, and traps her in there. And there's a moment of moment of panic there, uh, which I kind of like, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden out drops two giant goofs, And the, the one loud mouth says
1: it was me, Austin.
0: It was me all along.
1: <laughs> yeah. They even hold up the original document of the mom's thing. And they're like, this isn't even her handwriting. <laughs> It was all fake. And
0: they're just like, now you've, you, you basically signed yourself up for the next, um,
1: Oh, there you go. Earth Rumble,
0: uh, Earth Rumble seven or whatever, <laughs> yeah. something like that. And we're going to do a, um, a rare TLC, um, uh, hell in a cell match.
1: <laughs> there you go. I was going to say, yeah, steel cage match. Yeah. Steel cage,
0: <laughs> hell in a cell tables, ladders, chairs match. Or, oh um,
1: no, this is terrible. <laughs> Yeah, you know what kind of match they're gonna do? A blindfold match.
0: Oh no. <laughs> Either that or they're gonna put like metal like hand bracers on her on her hands and feet so that she can't feel the ground.
1: <laughs> oh, but um yeah, so so we'll, that's definitely another little dangling thread that we'll see how it winds up in the next episode. And then we come to our closing uh closing moments here. Yeah, our dynamic duo is is yeah, I don't know. They're tied up over a, a pendulum of, of blades coming down or something. I don't know. <laughs> a cliffhanger. Oh,
0: oh, oh, okay. Well, before that, the Earth King assembles his guards no. <laughs> to, uh, you know, in a, in a formation. Oh, that's fine. Um, assembles his guards to welcome uh, three Kyoshi warriors. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, very nice. We'll see Suki in a second. And he, you know, his, you know highest esteem. I don't know what's going through Suki's mind, but I think, I feel like she'd probably cry or something like that. Cause like, you know, from a small Island girl to like, you know, to being greeted by the earth King himself and all his esteemed, um, guards that were probably beaten up by Ang and company in the beginning of the episode. We don't talk about that. <laughs> um, so this is probably a moment for her and her two compatriots. And she's, she's really probably taken this. I don't know how she's ta- taken this all in. Um, and, you know, she, she goes up to uh, a thing, or not goes up, she, you know, bow, she bows, uh, you know, showing respect to, you know, the royalty. And then she, you know, her and their compatriots, like, you know, stand up and whatnot. And wait a minute. Something's off here. Uh, Caleb, are you seeing what I'm seeing? I know, like, they're all supposed to be modeled after, you know, the av- Avatar Kyoshi herself, of course, the makeup, but, um, that's not suki that's not her face those aren't her eyes
1: it's really strange it's it it kind of looks very similar to that blue dragon from earlier in the dream it looks almost identical doesn't even
0: sound like her what's going on here
1: yeah i was i was confused by this ending yeah i was i was left completely perplexed i was like what why did they give us the wrong design for suki
0: (laughs) uh till next time i guess i don't know who this is so we'll just end it there so what do you think of this episode sir
1: (laughs) oh i like this one a lot yeah this was another another really good one and a string of good ones um i feel like maybe it wasn't as good as like appa's last days but still still for the like the, the story focused episodes one of the highlights of the season I do you think.
0: want to try that again sir by the way do you want do you could, do you want to redo that Oppa's last days
1: oh Oppa's last days thank you
0: <laughs> oh man had me there for a second there bud so this yeah this i i enjoyed this episode as well very story-based um made the drill both like the like hmm. the, the vehicle itself and the episode canon. Or not canon, but uh, sorry, story related. Uh, not filler. I mean, maybe you could say it still is filler, but I'm like, no, because it actually has a purpose to the plot. It's what gives the, it, it's what uh, sways the Earth King to Yang and the gang's um, uh, uh, truth. And, or at least, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So that was nice. And we get, a lot. Of, it's not just a good story episode. It's a good setup episode as well. Uh, for what's to come so I I can see what you mean where like Appa even though there was some setup in the background it was mostly focused only on him with the camera panning away from those just to those people and those setups like with him being in the scene does that make sense we don't go too away from him we just like quickly focus on like who sees him and like who goes by so I I don't know what writing term that is but you know what I mean right yeah uh, so yeah no this is nice it introduces the Earth King we'll probably see more of him later and you know <laughs> tempts, tempts fate with us um, at the at the end there Sokka why do you have to say that because hmm. troubles of brewing my friends mm. but that is for another time
1: yeah and as we when we come back we'll be doing the big season finale for book two this is uh, yeah that's exciting it's it's I feel like it's gone by pretty quick this year
0: Good grief. Well, it's just because our perception is, you know, slowing or is quickening every time uh, we yes. age <laughs> and quickening to our end. <laughs> our last days.
1: Oh, oh, geez. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Tied in.
0: <laughs> we all go at some point.
1: Oh, but yeah. Thanks. Thanks again very much for coming along this book two journey with us. If you've been listening all this time, it's, we've had a lot of fun so far and I'm very much looking forward to yeah, get into that, that finale and seeing how it all ties up in the end, if it if it's all worthwhile. I mean,
0: I don't know about you, but I'm personally just excited for the next episode and not really treating it like uh, the season finale, <laughs> which I should be. But like, you know, just, it's the next episode.
1: Oh, but, but take, us, take us home. Take us home.
0: My pleasure. How do you convince somebody of an authoritative figure uh, that they're being duped, swindled, and most certainly bamboozled? What evidence do you provide to them? Do you think, you must think your argument clear or else they will not believe you, especially if they are equally intelligent. You must at least figure out a way and if they're being talked to by other people, how do you, how is it you do it? Till next time. Peace.
1: This section of the podcast contains spoilers for all seasons of Avatar: The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra.
2: Spoilers.
1: Enter at your peril. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: Please, please, you're next. We're in danger. Please, listen to me. Something terrible.
0: Yeah, I will I will say this at uh 0905 or 0904, excuse me. Well, I don't know who it was, but I'm so surprised that somebody took that line that Long Feng said. These hooligans are part of an anarchist cell mm. and made book 3 chapter or book 3 change in Legend of Korra all basically that
1: plot. Oh, interesting. In Book 3 you said? Book
0: three, you know, when Zaheer kills the Earth Queen and then got uh Gunzen uh bring melts the wall da- walls down.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's quite the that's quite the moment in that show. That's a really great moment. That's
0: a retroactive <laughs> thought. I don't think so. I swear if somebody did take that line and just say like, okay, well the red lotus is just they're an anarchist group. Okay. <laughs> that's insane since when of lines led to like a whole season of stuff actually you know what never mind i i have some thoughts i have i I, because it's one it's set up for what's going to happen i think yeah like the next two episodes so spoiler i don't know if you're gonna put that in the spoiler section or not but uh, it really does. We, it's foreshadowing. Heck, I'll just say it now. Uh, it's foreshadowing when Azula is literally there with Uncle Iro, tempting him um, to come back mm. to the Fire Nation. So the sleep now probably means to have her control him, mm. as in she has him in his in, by her in her mouth or like by her grip. Like that's how's like uh, like like Plato almost. Um, very easily molded malleable um, zuko is a puppet uh, and she's playing on uh his his desire to see his father again have his uh dignity and honor back from him his have favor with him so again playing him like a fiddle in a way and yeah the other fact in that the other dreams are uh the one with the, both the red dragon and the blue dragon uh is that again both one side is souls and the other side is roku so, Sozen is the blue side even though he had a red dragon, I think, and then Roku is the red side representing Fang as as Iro. Uh that being his mother's side. And then the blue dragon is Sozen further because that's his paternal side, uh, and it swallows his mother's side, which is again mm-hmm. Sozen leaving uh Roku to die on his island with the volcano.